Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. All right. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm very excited to be doing this episode about money mindset and something that you can start doing now to manage your mindset around money or relationship with money um, to apply a strategy that the 1% know very well that you see wealthy people doing all the time. And this is a huge topic. Honestly, I could do um, a whole course on money mindset. I've actually been thinking about that. We'll see if that, that comes to life this year. But um, I cover money mindset a lot in the coaching work I do with our students in both of our programs, Immigrant Finance School and Illuminate Digital. And there's just so much to share. Um, I always tell people about like 99% of finances are about mindset and psychology, not math and numbers. And it's the same thing with starting a business and growing a business. Um, most of it is about psychology and, and your mindset. Hey, Claudia, and hey, Quinta Conmigo. Thank you all for joining. Excited to have you here. Thanks for listening on this important topic. So um, just... That point alone, most of it is mindset, is a huge thing to realize. It took me many, many years to realize when it came to finances. And this is something, again, that wealthy people, that the 1% know super well. They know that like it doesn't matter how many strategies you have. If you're not working, <laughs> if you're not working on this um, topic of your money mindset, you're not going to see a lot of results. You're not going to see a lot of as much growth and progress that you could be having um, you know, if you were really working on your mindset. So this is why you see wealthy people constantly investing in support for their mindset and taking time to really grow their mindset. There's some statistic I saw, I forget the exact number, but it said something like on average, wealthy people spend, I think it was like two hours a day or something doing stuff around having a strong mindset, like meditation, journaling, reading, right? Um, having creative time. 
And this is because, again, wealthy people understand how powerful your mindset is when it comes to money. And this is information that I've been just very interested in studying um, for my own benefit, but also to share with our students primarily. I've been studying mindset work around money for the past about three, four years now. Um, and it has just been so life-changing. There's so much I want to share with you all that I will continue to share. Um, but tonight I wanted to talk about one strategy in particular that I've been applying because um, you all need to hear it too. And I don't want to be like holding on to this strategy alone without seeing it help and benefit others as well. But there's many, many strategies when it comes to mindset that can be really helpful. This is just one that we're going to talk about that you can do to start really thinking like the 1% and dedicating time to your mindset, to your relationship with money, like the 1% do. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention before I jump into that, what you see wealthy people doing constantly because they understand the importance of money mindset and the impact on their finances is you see them constantly investing and working with mentors, coaches, networking groups, going to conferences, um, go, being in spaces where they're going to be surrounded by people who are going to push them further. We're going to change the way they think about what opportunities are available. They're going to open and expand their minds. <clears throat> and they understand that there's nothing more valuable than that. So that's why you see folks um, constantly investing in that support, in those spaces, in those places that they can be in, those rooms they can be in, that's going to push their mindset to the next level because they know how impactful that is um, on their lives, on their finances, on their businesses. So um, they know that without working on strengthening their mindset, like again, all those financial strategies won't matter as much. And it's so important that immigrant families learn these mindset strategies as well. They, immigrant families deserve um, to have access to this information and, and know the importance of mind, money mindset, just like anyone else and just like the 1%. And there's so much more we have to do to be in a position to be building wealth and building power that just saving in cash or saving in a bank account or buying a home is not going to do to get you. There's, there's a step beyond that. There's many steps beyond that to really growing your finances and growing your mind to allow you to grow your finances. Um, so that's something that makes me so passionate to wake up every day and think about um, sharing with this community, lifting up people in this community to get these messages out of how important money mindset is and, and investing that time to improve your mindset around money because we need to see this community having access to that information too. This can't be stuff that's just talked about in the wealthy circles with you know people who've had families with generations of wealth passed down and, and having it stay there. We need to get those messages out to the immigrant community and other immigrant um, and other communities as well. So if you agree with that, if you if you understand and believe how important this stuff is, please comment if you're listening um, on Instagram or on the replay on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you are, please comment and show your support and help uh, encourage other people to take the time to work on and learn about their mindset. So let's talk about um, something you can do right now 
to start managing your money, your money mindset, um, like the 1% do. So I'm going to show you all um, a strategy I've been working on lately that pull, it's been pulling together some different things. I've been studying different coaches I've been working with um, to make it really, really practical because a lot of this mindset work is very academic and very heady and, you know, can sound really nice to hear in theory, but is hard to translate into practice. And that is really what my expertise and specialty in is in is like translating these complicated financial things into, you know, simple, digestible action steps that you can take um, to start changing your life now. That's something that makes me super excited and super passionate because I can see the impact it can have on people's lives when we can get this information delivered in a way that's accessible and it's not to, you know, theoretical and academic. I know for me, that stuff never worked for me. Um, you know, even when I was like in law school, most of the time I was like, I don't know what they're talking about because it was so theoretical and I would have to diagram it out and make it super practical. So that's just how my mind works. I found that, um, that has been of service to a lot of our students, um, having things broken down step by step. So I want to start um, talking more about with mindset, some things you can do to break it down step by step. Now there's those like basic, simple steps you can do to get started working on mindset. Um, I'll just give a couple action steps. If in case you're new to this is like, first of all, you know, spend time reading books and listening to podcasts. They're talking about the topic of money mindset. Like that alone is going to open you up to a whole world of all these strategies um, and different ways of thinking that can really help you improve your relationship with money, which can lead to better management of money, to better growth of your money, right? It's really your beliefs that have so much impact on it. Um, so that's one thing you do. Start listening to books and podcasts on this topic. Another thing you can do is just start like journaling a lot. So when you are having fears or doubts or other emotions coming up around the topic of money, pay really close attention to that and write it down in a journal and spend some time journaling about where is that belief coming from? You know, what is the under, un underlying belief that's making you feel that way? How are you feeling? Like, how is it impacting your daily life? Like, what would be another way to look at, at that same situation, right? Um, and that's, that's the type of thing I'm going to be focusing on in this talk of something really um, specific and strategic you can do to start really diagramming out your thoughts in order to expand them and change them. Um, so first of all, let's talk about, do you even need to change your thoughts when you have, you know, let's say you've got some limiting belief around, around money to make this really practical. Let's use the example, um, that you believe you have to work all the time in order to be financially stable or to build wealth. If you feel like you have to be working 14 hours a day or two or three jobs, um, so let's say that that is a thought that's going on, right? So if that's going on really like think like, I, I just want to name, um, it's not, it's not necessarily the goal that you want to get rid of that thought because it may not be possible. Frankly, a lot of the time these limiting thoughts we have have been so programmed in our brains and in our subconscious from a very young age, um, maybe from 
seeing it with family or in her culture that it may not be realistic to try to get rid of them. And that may not actually be the most effective goal to try to get rid of that thought. But what you can do is start to open your mind and perspective by thinking about kind of the opposite thought and holding both at the same time. So you can have on the one end this feeling and this thought that you have to work all the time in order to be safe, in order to be financially stable, in order to start building wealth. You have to work constantly. And on the other hand, you can also start considering uh, an opposite belief like I value my time or like I'm going to start taking my time and energy more seriously right Um, or perhaps something like the less I work the more money I make right something that's completely the opposite and when you're first doing this especially if you're really into really in the first thought really in it it can sound ridiculous to consider the opposite thought you may be like oh my god like this is, this is not, this is not something I could actually believe ever. Like this is laughable to consider the opposite thought, but what happens when you bring that opposite thought into the picture and you allow yourself to feel both right. And really consider both and see the truth in both. It starts to take away some of the power from the first thought that was the really, um, you know, like negative deep seated thought that may not be necessarily serving you it starts to question that a little bit because you can start to see that something completely opposite also has some truth to it. So that big negative, scary thought that's really dominating you in this example, I have to work all the time to be safe or stable or build wealth. Um, you can start to see that that might not be 100% the case that there may also be a world where, you know what, even though you feel that way, you also value your time sometimes, or maybe you make decisions based on valuing your time and energy. And it's not all the time, constantly this belief of I have to work all the time, right? Um, So this is a concept I've been learning from a money mindset expert um, in the UK named Harriet Jackson. And she talks about this concept of duality. Duality is being able to hold both of those truths of not letting yourself just stay in the first one. Um, She refers to it as like singular finiteness, basically like when you're just holding on to one thought really strongly. um, In this example, I have to work all the time. It makes the world very one dimensional. It makes it very singular and finite. It's like very limited. And as humans, we're actually much more expansive. We are much more, um, infinite, right? And what is possible for us and what we're meant to do is so much more um, expansive. So when we get stuck in these really singular thoughts, we are cutting off that expansiveness. And a really great way to tap into it is to just hold the duality of two opposite thoughts. So the not only you know, think believing that I have to work all the time, but also letting yourself believe that I value my time, right? And I value my energy and holding on to both of those examples to start to have duality and start start to expand a little bit. And if you do this work, if you sit down and and like think about and write out what is a belief really dominating right now that's holding you back when it comes to your money, 
um, and spend some time journaling on that to get really clear on what it is. And then you, you write down what is the opposite thought. It is pretty amazing how you can just sort of feel your body opening up a little bit sometimes because you're tapping into that abundance that's available and, and the more um, limitless perspectives and truths that are available for us. So the reason, just to kind of bring this together, the reason this is related to um, how to manage your money mindset, like the 1% is again, they the 1% know how important money mindset stuff is and spend time on it and invest in it and getting support to have a strong money mindset and getting really clear on what thoughts are going on in the background that are affecting their beliefs, their decisions and their actions. Um, because, you know, a lot of us think like, Oh, it's the decisions and actions that lead to building wealth. It actually all starts with the, the beliefs and the thoughts because that determines what the, decisions and actions are. So they'll spend a lot of time getting super disciplined about understanding what exactly the beliefs are going on. And then we're <clears throat> working on creating new beliefs or working on expanding those beliefs, making them more limitless. Um, I, I see um, Nima Note's DMD says writing helps so much with mindset. Yeah, writing is, is just incredible. And if it, you know, for um, not everyone is going to resonate with writing. So just do what works for you. Like some people, it's going to be like those thoughts that come in the shower or when you're on a walk or what, when you're on a run or when you're playing with your kids or your little cousins or whatever. It may be when you're cooking, right? Like it doesn't have to be writing, although writing is a very effective way. Um, so I want to recommend for you all, this is something I actually did spend the past almost week working on um, is creating a chart of your beliefs. So I want you to create a two column chart on the left hand side of the column. Um, spend some time writing down all the beliefs and thoughts that are playing out in the background um, that may not be serving you and that may be coming from that singular finiteness that maybe um, limiting beliefs that maybe beliefs and thoughts that aren't actually yours that were never yours to begin with and that were kind of projected onto you from your family members or from society from culture um, so just spend time writing out what those beliefs are i will say this is maybe the hardest part of this and it took me um Honestly, I've been working on this for a few weeks but the, it, because it's been coming up in a couple different coaching programs I do to work on this stuff and it, it's sort of been coming together. Um, and it was feeling really academic and heady for me until I started charting it out. And this is probably my lawyer side that's uh, wanting to go to a chart to make sense of it. That's just how my brain works. Like this may not work for you. So take it with a grain of salt. It's just a suggestion in case it could be of service or be helpful for you. Um, I see Claudia saying, I agree very true about the concept of duality. It is okay to have these insecurities because we are a product of our environment. To make a change, awareness of these thoughts is critical. Absolutely, thank you for sharing that. So <clears throat> you come up with all of those thoughts. Again, this may take you time. I've been doing this on a Google Doc. I've been adding to it, like, you know, the more I, the more I work at it, the more thoughts and beliefs are coming up. And 
a lot of these thoughts and beliefs like I've been aware of, um, you know, especially because I've been working on money mindset for several years now and doing a lot of high level programs on that. But to actually like organize them and write them out and put them in a chart and have each one have its own box is pretty illuminating. Um, and it, it, I mean, for someone like me who likes to like kind of have control over the situation, it, it feels really good to be honest to like, you know, know where they all fit, know how they're different. Um, I've been kind of moving them around. Some of them had overlaps, so like consolidating some. And now that I can see them in writing and see them in their little categories, um, it's, it's allowing me to really refine my understanding of what those limiting beliefs are um, and get more clear on where they're coming from, right? Like, are they coming? So I actually started, again, you guys are learning my like really nerdy lawyer. So at this point, I don't share a lot of this, but whatever, in case it's helpful. So um, not only did I start like writing them out, but then I found myself kind of just naturally working this exercise, starting to categorize them and group them which has also been super interesting. So some categories you might want to look at um, that tend to be the underlying like kind of theme, common theme of a lot of these limiting money beliefs are about fear, <coughs> excuse me, um, scarcity of money, scarcity of time, lack of self-worth, need for approval from others, um, imposter syndrome. So those are going to probably be common for a lot of you because a lot of this stuff ultimately, when you really keep digging deep, comes down to self-worth and fear and doubt and these types of things. But it's just interesting to see which one is kind of coming from what place because our, our limiting beliefs and thoughts, you know, are all a little bit different in nature. Anyway, so we went over the first column on the left-hand side of diagramming out those beliefs. And just want to note too, like give yourself some compassion with this because again, most of these beliefs probably are not actually yours. They were probably um, put on you, projected on you from others, and they were never yours to begin with, which can actually be very empowering to realize um, because you start to separate your your identity, your self-identity from these beliefs, right? Um, and fun fact, so there's been research showing that most of people's relationship with and kind of understanding about money has been set by the age of seven from what they have seen growing up in their family. So a lot of this stuff, again, could be coming from that. Um, <clears throat> the second column on the right is the opposite belief. So call this whatever resonates and feels good to you. You might want to call it like new beliefs or, um, you know, duality beliefs, um, whatever it is, whatever feels right, but it's basically the opposite. And this is kind of the fun part. This is the inspiring, empowering part when you let yourself see what the opposite of each of the thoughts on the left hand column are. Um, so we talked about with the example of I have to work all the time. The opposite may be, you know, I, I value my time and energy, right? That um, I provide high value and I don't need to, you know, overcompensate for in, in, any inadequacies by overworking, for example. Um, here's another common one. 
And yes, I am cribbing from some of my chart to share with you all. I'm sharing things that I see a lot in this community with others that I know resonates with so many of you. So I'm sharing in case it's helpful to have some examples. So um, one common thought that could be on the left-hand side is my security and safety are based on how much money I have in my bank account, right? Um, or, you know, how much debt I have, whatever it is for you. So the opposite of that is a really cool one I learned from one of my coaches, which is that instead of believing um, my security and safety come from how much money I have in my bank, it can be my security and safety are based on my ideas, my creativity, my skill set, right? Um, this is a really amazing one. It's actually so empowering and so true because, and this is like a whole nother episode I need to do, but um, money itself is made up. It was made up by humans. It's a human construct. Um, you know, it's, we it can be, the whole system can fall apart in a minute. Like we've been seeing what's going on um, you know, with the war in Ukraine, with Russia, like the financial systems can just completely collapse at any moment. Um, and it's all made up by humans. We designed it in the first place. It, money was originally um, just basically exchanged in the form of seashells was the first form of currency to, for people trading as a way to facilitate trade and make it a little bit easier. It's just a form of value, right? But we've been so conditioned by society to have our self-worth based on how much money is in our bank account and have our sense of safety and security based on what's in our bank account. Um, and this can really, really set you free when you start to also consider the opposite belief of, you know, all that stuff's made up. And that's not what that's actually not what's, what's going to keep me safe, even if I had all the money in the world. The financial system could collapse. So that's not actually what's going to keep me safe. The opposite belief can be it's about my ideas, my creativity, my skill set. Because if you know how to express your ideas and share your ideas and share them, um, you know, to be compensated and, and to be valued, right? And you have skill sets that you can offer, right? Those are things, first of all, that no one can take away from you that you will always have no matter what's going on in the world and that can always allow you to generate income and therefore be safe. So it's so much more important to start to shift this and see how your security and safety is based on your ideas and your skill sets. Um, this is a way to start taking your power back and not have that fundamental sense of sense of safety wrapped up in money. That's something that can trip people up a lot. So there are lots and lots of more examples on this, but go through on the right hand column and diagram out like what the opposite belief could be for each of the thoughts on the left hand column. Um, and just keep adding to this. Like, and if you really want to take it to the next level, oh my goodness, if you want to take it to the next level, you could do a third column called actions. So this can be actions that you would do differently um, that you're going to start doing based on the second column, based on the new beliefs, those opposite beliefs, um, so that, you know, you can start actually turning 
the thoughts into different actions, which then are going to get you different results. So with this example, we're talking about of, you know, the first thought in the left-hand column being that my security and, and sense of safety are based on how much money I have in my bank account, right? The opposite belief being my security and safety are based on my ideas, creativity, and skill set. The action you can do in the third column can be related to that opposite belief about your ideas, creativity, skill set. So it's going to look different for everyone what that is. Um, I, I'll tell you what, I, what a, a small thing I'm doing, a small shift based on, on this duality that's been really interesting is not looking at my financial accounts first thing in the morning. So for a long time, just as a habit, I didn't even want to do it. It just became a habit. I would, you know, as soon as I woke up in the morning um, and was looking at my phone, I, my hands would just start going and checking, you know, bank statements, credit card statements, investment accounts, just to have it, you know, I'm a financial coach. so I'm always tracking that stuff. Right. Um, but I realized, I didn't even know that I was doing this. I had to realize through this inner mindset work that again is so important and is so impactful that the 1% know to do this all the time. Um, I realized that that checking of the bank accounts, the financial accounts, um, first thing in the morning was coming potentially from a place of my safety and security being based on how much money is in the accounts, right? Like it took a while to make that connection. This stuff is very, very subtle, but if I tried to dig deeper and figure out why am I checking every day? I don't need to check it every day. Um, it's about safety and security, right? Come, it was coming from that potentially. So I thought about, okay, well, if, if the opposite belief is also true that instead of my safety and security being based on my bank account, it's based instead on my ideas, my creativity and skill set, And with those things, there's endless resources and abundance come when I'm coming from that place. It doesn't matter what my bank account says. It doesn't matter what my credit card bill is. It doesn't matter where my investments are at because I know my safety and security is coming from my ideas, creativity, and skill set. Do you see how different this is? Do you see how impactful this is? So it's just a small shift. And when I started realizing that, I noticed that I wasn't checking the accounts first thing in the morning anymore. And this kind of all happened subconsciously. Like I didn't have the 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 thought, oh, I need to stop checking my accounts because of this. I just noticed I stopped checking my accounts as much because I had started to separate. Um, I started to separate my connection between my security and safety with the amount in my bank account. And this is, uh, you know, just an example again that I think would resonate with a lot of folks. That's really important to work on because when your self worth and safety and security are tied up with what's in your bank account, you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure in the first place. Because if you stay in that place, it doesn't matter how much, you can have all the money in the world, you're still going to have your safety and security wrapped up in that. And it can all go away in a minute. There could be a great depression, there could be financial crash. We don't know. There could be a family emergency, right? Um, so you, it's important that if you want to be thinking like the one person, if you want to be strengthening your money mindset to start to also hold on to the opposite belief. And remember I said in the beginning, 
it's not about getting rid of the first thought. That's probably not realistic, right? It's just about letting yourself also feel the opposite thought and holding on to that duality so you can hold both. Um, so I can, you know, have those fears and thoughts come up sometimes that my my security and safety are around how much is in my bank account. But I can also step into, well, you know what? My security and safety really aren't based on that. They're based on my ideas, my creativity and skill set. And I have those and no one can take that away. So I'm good. It doesn't matter what's in my bank account, right? And then that puts you in a more abundant place where you can actually make more money. That's how this stuff works. And then you end up having more in your bank account. Like this is kind of the connection between how the mindset stuff actually leads to more, more wealth. Um, and it's so, so important to work on. So I hope that was helpful. Um, so again, the first column is the beliefs that are not serving you when it comes to finances that, you know, probably been projected on you that probably weren't yours to begin with, but are playing out subconsciously and affecting your thoughts, your decisions, your actions. And then the second column is the new beliefs, the duality beliefs, the opposite beliefs, however you want to call it. Um, and letting yourself explore and, and hold onto and feel what both thoughts would feel like when you're in that duality and you have um, both to hold. And then the third is actions you can take based on having that duality, based on having some of the opposite new thoughts in mind. Um, and it is life-changing. This work is truly, truly life-changing. So I wanted to, to hop on and share this in case it's helpful. If any of you end up making the chart, um, hit me up, let me know. I'd love to jerk out with you about it and hear about what discoveries you're having. Um, and as always, always want to hear from you all and hear about the money mindset stuff you're going through. Cause again, this is 99% of finances. And if we all believe in immigrant families, building generational wealth and building more power, right then this is part of, of that journey. This is part of the work that needs to be done is to do that inner mindset work. And that is something I'm so, so passionate about supporting you all with. I love doing the mindset work with our students. Um, we offer free 30 minute consults to anyone in our community. So if you ever just want to ask some questions or get some feedback on what some of these thoughts are coming up, um, please check us out at immigrantfinance.com slash consult. Um, and, or just shoot us a message on Instagram at immigrant.finance and we can send you a link and we can, we can jump into it and I'm happy to provide support. Um, no expectations at all. It's, it's a active service that we do to really be supporting this community and get to know you all. So I hope again, this is helpful and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day and take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.